Oh yeah, welcome to the Theta Gang Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGang.com. I'm your host, Junie, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions and anything said in this podcast and future podcast should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in NVIDIA, Apple, Visa, and Twitter. Thanks. Alrighty, uh, this is a special shout out to Mr. Eric Kirkland for posting this in the Patreon Discord. Thank you so much, sir. Um, this is the anticipated earnings releases of April 13th, uh, the week of April 13th. This is notably the earnings report for all the banks. Uh, there's some other retail stores along the side, but this is definitely like a very finance-based uh, earnings report. So before open on Tuesday, you have J.P. Morgan Chase, you have Johnson Johnson, Wells Fargo. Uh, and then before open on Wednesday, you have Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, U.S. Bank Corp, um, and as well as Afria. Um, and after close on Wednesday, you have Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> Probably don't want to touch that. Uh, before open on Thursday, you have Rite Aid. Um, you also have Charles Schwab. Um, notably, you also have BlackRock. Uh, I'm sure most of you Microsoft 200 call <laughs> 200 call option buyers uh, are keeping up with Microsoft news. So Microsoft is now hosting BlackRock's Aladdin infrastructure on its Azure uh, cloud platform, which means uh, BlackRock basically uses Microsoft tech to grow its uh, its software services, basically. Or maybe if they don't sell software services, then just basically how their business is ran is now like their foundation is on Microsoft tech. So this isn't so notably bullish for BlackRock, but it is uh, a little bullish for Microsoft because it shows that their cloud services, such as Azure, uh, is, is growing. Um, also, I haven't actually said earnings in quite a while just because there's been so many other things to talk about. Um, this is just a reminder in case if you're maybe new listening, this is your first episode. I always talk about how earnings are binary. Uh, you know, IV implied volatility is way too high to justify buying any sort of options, but also writing or selling options. If you don't get enough premium and you don't, you know, get enough out of the money, you're basically just buying options. You need to focus on your probability of profit percentage. A lot of good brokers like Tastyworks gives you that percentage whenever you make your spreads or whenever you purchase or sell any options for that matter in a very helpful UI. Other brokers such as Robinhood, they do have it, but it's a little bit more hidden and it's a lot harder to uh, parse through and find the right spread that fits your probability profit percentage that you want. Um, so there is a balance, of course, of not paying commission versus using a paid broker, like having a paid broker have you respond to an email of one of your questions in like less than like an hour is pretty nice with a very detailed explanation of your very exact example. Like that is priceless to me. Uh, and just knowing that, you know, I'm in good hands is very much worth the commission and that's just something that i need to get out there because a lot of people have been dming me or emailing me uh saying like hey i I have a small account is this actually worth um paying commissions on and my my short answer is no if you have an account of like a thousand bucks do not open a tastyworks account uh hoping that you can you know pay commissions and be all right in the end because in reality if you're taking in maybe like twenty dollars um, standing to lose like a hundred bucks, uh, the math of where you pay a dollar to go into the position, that's instantly 10%, right? Or sorry, that's instantly 5%. 
Um, and that only scales worse if you have less money. So if you want to start selling options, like I get this question the most. People are always like, hey, Junie, can I, can I, can I start the 80 gang with a thousand bucks? You know, there's other people doing it and I think that's viable. I am the only person, as far as I know, that has a public documentation of all trades. And you can see my growth pattern of how I started with Theta Gang. And I, I, I am so real, okay? Like, I, I identify with that so hard. And I think that's why I have so much confidence when I tweet, when I do my podcast, is because I have... I have evidence that I stuck and I stayed consistent. I show all my trades before they're like closed. I talk about all my trades. It's all out there. What I'm telling you right now is you cannot do Theta Gang with a thousand bucks. It's just not realistic, especially if you're paying commissions along the way. If you have a thousand bucks and you think you could do Theta Gang, you need to do it on Robinhood. Otherwise, I say work on yourself, grow your bank. Like, you know, grow your bankroll, grow your portfolio by saving money. And then as you're saving money, study. Maybe, maybe, maybe do paper trading with options. Even though I say never do paper trading because it gets you used to like playing with play money and not your real money so you don't feel the emotions and all that stuff. But uh, if you do start with a bigger bankroll, I'm not saying that, you know, uh, you're going to make more money, but it's going to incentivize you more to be, be able to adjust course along the way because when you start doing theta gang on a low bankroll you can only get like two trades wrong on basically a thousand dollar bankroll and then you're out there's definitely going to be streaks where you lose twice in a row more often than you do, like more often than you don't like it's bound to happen so what i'm just trying to say is i'm trying to protect you from getting demotivated by starting with too low a bankroll when you can easily have just started saving towards up to maybe three four five k and then you could afford to lose like maybe four in a row and then maybe you win the next eight or maybe you win the next 12 and then you lose three in a row again and then you win the next 10 you need to be able to uh win more often than you lose by staying consistent which is something that we'll talk about later in a future episode um but again the small bankroll doesn't have to do necessarily with uh just like it it's not because it's small. It's because you have to. I, I don't want to like demotivate people saying like, "Oh, I have too little money for this." It's for your own safety because you're more likely going to lose several times in a row, and you need to be able to have the numbers work out for you in the end. And you need to be able to um, keep going because if you go and you lose twice off in a row, like right off the bat, you're kind of done. But if you had four or five k then it's a lot better. You can continue doing the same strategy. You can reflect on the same strategy. You don't have to have so much pressure beyond like that last trade. Imagine if you started, started out with a thousand bucks, you lost the first one, and then you're looking at your second one, and then that one starts to lose, and you're like, oh no, but I want Theta Gang to work, and then so you exit out that trade early, but you're not supposed to exit that trade out early because you're supposed to account for max loss. And then you're in this hole because like if you had kept, if you, if you had held it, uh, you would have ended up green, right? Like, there's so many factors that have to do with your your psychology, your mental game. Like everything about stocks is mental. Like, are you in a good mental state when you trade? Are you desperate to make money? Are you are you, do you desperately want to just win? Do you desperately just want to break even, get out, right? Like, you have to control these emotions and just continue listening to the podcast. 
Uh, I'll have these random rants like I'm doing right now that randomly go on for five minutes um, because like this is the real advice that no one talks about because this is the stuff that um, people don't want to admit that has happened. Like I talk so real and you know I, I also trigger a lot of people because I know how to trigger people because I've been there and I've felt it and it just feels really good looking at myself and some people that are on Twitter and I, 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 they remind me of me and I'm just like passively trying to like make them snap out of it and realize like, yo, this is not, this ain't it. If this random millennial is triggering you off of like Twitter fingers, you're, you're doing something wrong. So that's a little bit into today's topic. We're going to go into that a little bit later, but that's my random spiel. If you want to start Theta Gang Trades, I recommend three, four, five thousand dollars to start off with. Otherwise, just save up and uh, also you know, uh, study along the way. There's plenty of things to do as you save up. Um, and earnings are dangerous. Uh, we've gone over that many times before, but again, if you're an options seller right now, you wanna be making sure you take on smart trades, not greedy trades, because yeah, premium is high. You'll get paid out to take on the risk, but you also have to just make sure that your probability of profit is somewhere around 70 to 80%. Uh, and if you're buying options, if you lose, if you lose on that bet uh, and someone makes fun of you for it, you gotta take the heat because that was really dumb. Um, so that's about it for the uh, earnings and my rant. Uh, let's go on to the next section. Uh, it's the new website. Oh my god, this quarantine is getting to me. Okay, uh, the the new datagang.com website updates. Um, there is no new updates, though there are a lot of really cool ideas spawning in the Discord right now. Um, it, it's, and speaking of Discord, here goes another rant. A lot of people have been asking if I'm going to open up the lower tiers. If you've listened to previous episodes, you absolutely already know the question or the <laughs> the answer to that. It's unfair to the people that have the earlier seats. Um, but also, this is just a public announcement that I'm just gonna say right now. I again, like I don't do this for the money. If we cap out at 100, I'm going to just focus on the patrons I I have at that particular time. So it will never go above 100 in the near future. So as of right now, I think someone just signed up for the $100 tier. Um, so there are nine spots left, and I always give this advice: like, do not sign up for a trading service or do not sign up to support something if you cannot afford it. Like you just being on the site or you listening to this podcast is enough for me. Like that's it, just chill, upload your trades, learn from the site, ask questions, That that's what makes me happy. Um, I don't want to uh, bloat my service where my, quali or like my quality standards go down. Like everything I do, I moderate my Discord to keep it PG. Like no one posts like bad work. Like okay, there's like a little bit of cursing. That's fine, but nothing. No one like posts like crude things. There's no like sexist things. There's no racist things. There's no like none of that. Re I mean, unless if I do it jokingly, like whatever. But like I, I particularly make it so it's super PG because I find it that that's what makes. 
um, our Discord special is that although it's like pay to entry, sure, okay, yeah. Oh my God, Drew, you selling out? Oh my God, no. So it's a barrier entry to make sure that the quality stays high. You can join the Discord technically for 20 bucks if someone on the $20 seat tier leaves, but until that happens, uh, you're unfortunately out of luck unless if you want to grab a higher tier. So like I wanted to reward people that believed in my platform that joined early enough. They can stay however long they want, grandfathered in at that price. But I keep my Discord uh, quality absolutely pristine. I don't let it get out of control. It's super neutral. And this is also going to today's topic. Like if someone gets too bullish, I say, hey, what about these numbers? Or how about we look at this? RSI is looking a little bit too hot. Or like, you know, maybe you want to just sell covered calls. Like I am very, very neutral because I have to be. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself. That's today's topic. So quality is a very, very high priority for me because again, I want to make sure that like the Theta Gang image is not ruined by just growing too fast or, you know, being too money driven. Cause you know what you, you, you guys and girls just saw what happened to Wall Street Bets. Jartek got banned. Cause honestly, everything that have happened to Wall Street Bets in those really weird three weeks were so shady. The trading service collaboration with that shady guy in a desk with ripped jeans, like, dude, I wish I could cuss on this podcast because I would cuss that guy out right now, but I can't because uh, <laughs> that was so whack. And then selling the book, uh, and then and then letting the <laughs> letting the boomer on the live stream to commit or to convince you to buy puts. That is so bad. Oh, but Junie, no, it's just the boomer uh, just trying to help people with his opinion. No, 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 no. Do you understand? that you should realize as a 40, 50 year old man, okay, okay, I, no, you know what? Take, take, the, take the sex out of it. You, if you are a 40 or 50 year old person, you should have the cognitive ability to just know that if you're going onto a Wall Street Bets live stream, those people are thirsty, hungry, just, just wanting so much DD, due diligence, whatever you spew out of your mouth, they will take as gospel. You had to exercise financial responsibility or just responsibility as being an adult to not go on there and then just spout doom. Oh, Judy, but no, seriously, like the economy was supposed to go down, but the, the Fed keeps printing on the printer like... No, dude. What if I told you that the stock market goes up and down and maybe sideways? And what if I told you that the stock market doesn't really like believe in you or love you? It literally just does what it wants. If I told you that, would it make you feel better? Would it? Nah, nah, that's not possible. It has to do what you want it to do, right? Because that's why technical analysis exists. I mean, nothing beats the oogla boogla indicator. So that about wraps it up for the second rant of the podcast. Um, you know, just TLDR. I like to keep my quality high and whatever I do. Uh, and so I got to make sure that I don't spread myself too thin. I want to be keeping tabs on the Discord, making sure the quality is pristine there. And thetagang.com looks pristine and acts pristine. Um, but as well as like continue doing these podcasts because I think a lot of people find me out from this podcast initially and then go check out the site and then go check out Patreon and then find out the, the Discord and all that stuff. So again, if you want to join but the higher tiers are a little bit too, too expensive, no worries. You're not missing out on anything. 
um it, all all that really happens is you get some text alerts and uh like you get to ask me questions and stuff about options it's not all that much and i don't want to be selling the platform like oh you're you're gonna make lots of money uh you're you, you can yeah i mean that that definitely can happen you can also lose a lot of money um but more than anything i want it to be like heard of as like a very good learning experience where i'm not trying to pitch you like a five thousand dollar class uh you're more just like contributing and like donating and helping out the podcast and website uh while getting some additional perks i don't want this to be like a full-on trading service although sometimes i label it as one uh it's definitely not your typical one so again don't feel pressured to join don't feel like you need to rush or anything just check at the end of the month very casually if you're looking to join and if there's no empty seats just wait for the next month um thank you and let's move on to today's topic All right, uh, moving on to today's topic. Today's topic is I'm not bullish. Um, you know, I've been getting a lot of flack on Twitter for being bullish, and I just need to put it out there that I am not. Um, you know, you want to make sure that you are neutral if you are a public figure, uh, and I'm going to explain why I'm neutral and that why. Uh, people might seem like or <laughs> perceive me to be bullish, and uh, we'll, we'll get a little bit backstory of how I trade and how I think. Um, today's episode, of course, is just a little bit more on the opinion side, so I just want to put that out there that this is not much based on fact. It's very anecdotal. It comes from the heart. I want to let you guys and girls a little bit into how I think. Um, when I'm going on those Twitter rants uh, and how you know I just function trading what my goals are uh what i keep aware in my head at all times all, all that like soft skill stuff so next week we'll pick up more on like uh actual trading strategies and a little bit more into those like really like data driven points but this episode is dedicated to uh twitter um a lot of people have been you know really moved and uh passionate with their replies back to me and so i want to i want to i want to put it out there that like uh it's not me it's you <laughs> here we go okay so let's just start off with i'm not bullish i am very neutral because i have to be um but i do also as i've mentioned in previous episodes if I ever feel like uh, you know going bullish on something, I will purposely look up the bearish news and vice versa. If you guys listen to how I lost money or so, it's it's the episode's called how I lost money or something. It's like one of my more popular ones because people like to hear people lose. Um, but it had to do something with my earnings play way back when with like uh, Blizzard, I think. And how I was just so bullish on esports, and I just never looked at the bear side. And then, uh, you know, it, it ended up biting me because I was so certain it was a for sure bet. Now, can you realize or can you like imagine how that applies to today's market with all of this bearish news, like all these death numbers, all these new case numbers? All these like bio articles of how it spreads, all this scary stuff. 
you can imagine that if someone posted a bullish article, you might feel emotionally charged to be like, no, you know what? This, we're all doomed. Or like, you know, there's going to be more deaths. I wouldn't be so positive yet. Um, but, you know, let's talk about that. So, you know, there's a lot of people that like spend a part of their day um, posting on positive news like, I wouldn't be so sure yet. Like, what does that add to the conversation, right? It's like you, you want to fit in with everybody else and get a few likes because, yeah, you're also calling for doom. And everyone likes to be on the winning team. Even if the winning team is dying, you still want to be right about your opinion. So it's like, I, I kind of get it. But, like, don't get mad at people like me where, you know, Spy is, you know, near the 2016 levels at 2.30. And here I am, Junie, like literally me, literally on Twitter, I'm posting positive news when the market is at its bottom. Like, I'm not getting any likes, but I'm getting a lot of replies saying like, oh, I wouldn't be too sure. Or haven't you seen the death numbers? Or, you know, this virus, this virus spreads faster than you think. Or, you know, Trump did this, didn't do this fast enough. And the Fed keeps printing money. And everyone is spouting doom. No one is liking my stuff. And I'm here just trying to, like, just try to change things up. Like, here's a little bit of good news while we're plummeting to Earth's core, right? And then the market starts doing these bear market rallies, which I have warned about right? Like I've warned about bear market rallies plenty of times on this podcast. And then the market starts rallying. And then I still post positive news. I'm still being consistent. I'm doing me, right? I'm posting positive things. And then I'm getting a few more likes, but I'm getting less replies, right? Like no one's no one's really talking anymore because this that was a face ripping rally. I have no idea what's going to happen next week. But this these la this last week and a half has been has been crazy 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 crazy. I'm just going to say the word crazy. Um so now the market is ripping, right? And people are in full force getting triggered left and right saying, "Oh, Junie, you shouldn't you shouldn't talk like that because you're just you're just jabbing people with the exposed rib cage and it's, it's not fair." No, I'm being consistent. I would have posted that regardless, and it's just more hurtful to you and to other people that are in that subgroup of people that consistently try to time the market regardless of this free podcast that is extremely ultra free and it's extremely ultra real. Like I tell you everything that I've gone through before and it's just like it goes out one ear and out the other and it sucks. I wish I could change your trading habits. I wish I could change your mentality, but I can't. So don't go on Twitter and tell me to stop when it's you that's the problem. Whew. Okay, so let's tune it back. Let's tone it back. Let's tone it back. So I'm not bullish. Uh, I just don't want the economy to die. Uh, my mom and stepdad, uh, I think I mentioned it in early in the episode. I don't know if I edited it out or not, but my mom and stepdad can't afford the market to crash. Uh, they can't afford it to healthily correct. A lot of boomers um, are in the stock market because you know that's just where they park their investments and that's how their retirement funds have grown. Uh, it's unfortunate. You, you can't get mad at them. You can't, you can't be like, oh, well, our parents uh, you know, helped the bubble or something. Like, dude, my parents don't know jack butt about the economy or, and stuff. Like, they just literally put in money uh, to invest, like just like how probably 80, 90% of people that do invest, invest. 
Like you, you don't put it in and then like analyze the market. Like just think about anybody else that has an IRA or something. Like you, you invest because it's the smart thing to do or that what you were taught to do. So you know that that's why personally I don't want the market to nosedive. I mean I'm okay with it correcting, but I still think about my mom and stepdad that are currently not working that have most of their retirement money parked in the market. So you know there's people of all backgrounds like i just don't want the market to die i could care less if it goes past above 3300 again on spy like i don't care i just don't want it to die like i don't i just want to say like i'm also not bearish okay like you can see where this is good going this is gonna be going like i'm neutral of course but like like i only give people a bad time when they do like stupid things like play stupid games win stupid prizes right like buy stupid puts, get stupid returns, right? <laughs> if you buy stupid puts, you like too far out of the money that you need a market crash to happen, and if it doesn't happen, don't be sad or mad that the market didn't crash. Be mad at yourself for betting for that and then having it lose. You could have easily just bought in the money uh, with a put and probably made it out okay, especially if the market traded flat or a little bit down. The volatility was there to help you make money, but now volatility is retracing. It's a little bit harder to make money um, just because like, hey, we don't know if the market could continue going up, but that's my that's my whole spiel. Like, I don't make fun of bears. I make fun of people that make stupid decisions and get mad, all right? I need those two together. I don't get mad at people that make dumb decisions because I feel like you can learn from that. But if you do dumb decisions and they get mad at those dumb decisions, like you're consistently mad at some external factor like the government or stimulus or, or the Fed or you're mad at the coronavirus not killing enough people, like you're just a bad person and you're not someone that I would want ever on my Patreon service or anything for that matter. Like that's just a horrible way to think about trading and you know, there's safer alternatives to buying options across the board, right? If you, I mean, buying naked options, you can make it a spread, you could buy closer to the money, you can sell further out the money with a high IV. There's tons of alternatives, all of which are discussed, you know, in my Discord or on Twitter. I might give like free random advice sometimes. It's like, there are alternatives to buying naked puts. You don't have to consistently hope for that lotto because those lottos add up. Imagine if you put all those lottos in one account and you and you trade a theta gang with that, right? Like, wouldn't you love to do that? Like, you can start doing that now. Stop buying so out of the money and then getting triggered off of a millennial like me on Twitter making fun of you because I'm not going to stop making fun of you even though I'm not directing any tweets to you, you feel like it's directed to you because it's so real. Like, oh, how does Judy know this? It's because I've been there. I've done that. I've done that. I've done that exact same thing. In 2008, October, I bought puts. It didn't go so hot. Like, trust me. Whenever I talk my poop, whenever I walk the walk and I talk the talk, I promise it comes from a place of experience and it comes from a place of humor. If I talk my talk and you came at me and said, haha, nice one, and you asked me a genuine question on like how I, why I felt like that, you'd get a genuine answer. But no, instead you have people that are getting triggered left and right saying, oh, you know, this is, this is, this is so hurtful or blah, 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 blah. They didn't use the word hurtful. They, they definitely didn't put out like that. Otherwise I might, might have, might have said sorry. But like people, I love it when people get triggered 
it's never gonna stop. Uh, but this is me saying I'm not bullish. So you don't have to call me bullish. You're just too bearish, if anything. And with all that said, you can be mad that you lose money. You can be mad at the government for fiscal policy. Hell, you can even be mad at yourself. But do not get mad at the irrational stock market. Because again, it can remain solvent. Or what's that saying? I don't even know. I can't even, I can't even re-quote it because it's just so cliche. It just goes one year and out the other for me. But the market doesn't have to do what it needs to do to make you money. You have to do what you need to do to make money. If you need to, if you feel like you need to buy super out of the money, or if you have to short something, or if you have to do any of these really, really risky strategies, then by all means, you do it, but you own up to it. If someone makes fun of you for doing it and you lose, you have no, you have, <laughs> you have no ground to talk back because you did it and you lost. But if you did it and you won, wow, that is super cool. And what would make that even cooler if you talked about the trade before you closed it? That would be even more awesome because you you would have proof that you were in the trade before you closed it. Not that you did this trade like a year ago and you made a killing off of it, so you're doing it again. Or you know you did it last week and you're closing it now, uh, but you know you forgot to talk about it last week. You know, talk about it now. Talk about your insights. Talk about your due diligence. Reaffirm it with like yourself and really put yourself out there. Expose yourself. Just be like, yo, putting all my stuff out there, just like I am. I put all my trades out there, my open ones, my closed ones. Obviously, the closed ones are only for my patrons, but like, my what I'm trying to get at is everyone looks at my trades. I have over a, like, like 300, 400, nearly 500 people looking at my trades every week, scoping out every single trade I do. And it's nuts and it feels really good. And that's why I also wanna go back and say, that's why I'm neutral. Because I can't afford to be absolutely bearish or absolutely bullish. Like, do you think people would want that type of person running a trading service and listening from that person? No. Because what happens is if you were super bearish at all during this these last this last week and a half, you lost your you know trading service lots of money. Of course, none of it is real financial advice, just like how we all say, but like you have a moral responsibility on yourself that people look up to you. People follow your advice. People really look just look up to you. Like that that's that's so huge. I get I feel so much respect of whenever I communicate with my patrons or like my Discord or like just anyone that emails me, they always thank me and like I have this moral obligation to just remain neutral, look at both sides and do just smart trades and keep doing what I'm doing that I publicly show, right? And I'm going to talk my talk when I do it. So just make sure that you have your own evidence or that your own trades to show um, in case you get triggered and you know, I'm never gonna hound you. I, I'm always gonna stay in my own zone. I'm always just gonna tweet on my own, in, in my own stuff. I'm never gonna call anyone out. But like if you come on my tweet and you say that like, uh, oh, are you are you not doing so well in your trades? My trades are out there, thetagang.com slash Juni. Where are yours, right? So again, that's why I am neutral because I have to be, I have to be responsible with how I word my logic, how I word my due diligence, how I talk on this podcast. Like I have to be there for you guys and girls so that you know that this is coming from a place of like love and like passion of how I put my 
love and passion <laughs> into this, right? Like, like I, I just want to say it, again, it's you that click the buy and sell button, so you have to own up to it. And you know, if I trigger you, if my tweets get to you, just block me. Like, I really don't care. Like, I do not need uh, to make my own style of talking work for you. I don't need my style of trading to work for you. Um, I just post everything out there. So in case of people like you do comment like that, uh, I have a place that has data-driven evidence uh, and you don't. So you by default just straight up lose. So to end this podcast, um, I just wanna say that I'm ultra, ultra thankful for everybody, uh, especially my patrons. Uh, thankful to my girlfriend for always listening to the podcast, even though she has no idea sometimes what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, I also want to thank the friends, real life friends that have found out about the Theta Game podcast that have sent over really nice words to me. And thank you to everyone that's just throwing me compliments in my Twitter DMs and email. Um, you guys and girls give me the confidence to continue pushing uh, as hard as I push, um, but also give me the confidence to talk the way that I talk because really, like, Everything that I say comes from a place of love, and uh, I just want to spread my message as explicitly as possible. I don't want it to be spread as much as possible. I don't care about growth. I don't care about growing my ThetaGang.com numbers. Uh, I don't care about my Twitter numbers. Um, all I really care about is being able to just be myself and continue working on things that I want to work on. I've mentioned before, if datagain.com ever became boring or if it became too much of a hassle, I'll stop. I, I, I'll just stop. But right now, it's so fun. I have fun coding it. I have fun recording this podcast. I'm super lucky to do what I want and also get paid for it too. It's super, such a good feeling. Like I, I, I love it all. And um, again, just as a reminder, you can continue to do what you want. You can continue to hide all your losers. You can choose to not share them. You can also choose to think that the market uh, is at fault and your trades are correct, just bad timing. Uh, but I can't. I have to own up to everything. I have too many people watching me. I have uh, a Patreon service. Uh, I have a website to run. I've, I have words to record publicly on my podcast, right? Everything I do I take full ownership for everything I do is my fault. It's a shame people pick and choose what they want to hear. I'm not bullish. I just don't want the economy to die. Thank you. that was a lot thank you and a reminder uh that uh next week's episode will be back to more trading strategies back to that old normal grind um more funny jokes uh more of a uplifting theme um again i just needed to get this out there because i feel like tensions are getting higher and higher um also the suicide hotline number i just want to give a reminder that you do not have to be sad to call this number uh you can just literally call to talk uh, it's 
8255. Um, again, just call them if you just ever wanted to just talk to someone about anything, just like your day, or maybe you had a hard day at your job, or just anything. They are there. They're labeled the National Suicide Hotline, um, but they're more just like a national, like, you know, need a person to talk to hotline. Uh, is this word suicide is there just to make it explicitly clear that if you are thinking about that, just please call that number. Um, but otherwise, they're also there if you just want to talk to someone. And uh, as mentioned before, uh, only the $100 tier is available. It is a bit much. Um, so don't feel like you need to rush to get in. Uh, there's always openings near the end of the month. Surprisingly, there weren't any openings this month, but maybe there will be next month. Um, and so, yeah, uh, there won't be a $120 tier or $140 tier. It'll just stay at 100 for now. Um, and I'll have 50 patrons, uh, and I'll just work on making my patron platform grow, maybe uh, more patron-specific features and all that cool stuff. Um, I feel like I don't want to plug it, plug anything else. I don't want to feel like I'm enticing people to join the $100 tier. So I'm just gonna purposely not talk about it this time. I'll pick up the perks and all the all the describe <laughs> all the description on the next podcast. I don't want to rush people. Um, I'll, please follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang uh, if you want to reach out and send a DM about something or if you just want to say hi. Uh, and you can also email me at Juni at ThetaGang.com. Theta Gang is proudly sponsored with Tastyworks and signing up with the referral code is a huge help. It's on the website um, and the referral code is all caps Theta Gang, one word. Um, and yeah, that's about it. I'm gonna go into the extended shout outs now. Uh, I wanna give a uh, shout out to Lifesaver, France, Mike D, Slow Motion, Nick Fires, Underbridge, Rico, The String Pooler, The Iron Man, Mitch Brady, Good Job, Wilson, DTSS, Option Options, Eric Kirkland, Jimmy, Matt W. Jimmy and Matt W, thank you, shout out. Like, you guys keep killing it, you guys keep remaining neutral. You guys are, if I were to die, I would I would think that you guys would carry on the legacy uh, better than anyone uh, that I've ever like come in contact to about finance. You guys keep the mood neutral. I love it. Keep doing that. You you guys are definitely going places. Um, Associate K, Rising Ten Twenty, TCR Ninety Four, Monkey Forty Eight, Like Avis, Andrew E C Kim, Semper DIY, Anthony Five Eleven, Moose Ninja, Rolex C, Deep Gift, Menno Dum Dum. Ground Pound 95, HP Larry, Leo Jetson, El Finko, Make More 2, Mark James It, Just Send It, Nathan Del Selva, Vish Poultry, Bat Trader, Chicken Dinner, <laughs> you guys rhyme, Cowabunga Dudes, Spicy Tendies, Daft Mac, Jack Jew, Desentia, Saltwater Cure, Kate, Lord Skeletor, Cheddar, Cappuccino, Berry Sexy, uh, All His Minds, Matthew Hans, Nat, Nate Fam, Snow Pat, Kyle, Lazy Reservist, Claudios, and C. Thompson. Thank you everyone for your continued support. This is a little bit late, so we're getting to that point where most people tune out and I talk about this special thing uh, or just like exclusive stuff. So I think probably, it's also kind of early too. This is a bit of a shorter podcast, which is kind of surprising, but uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you a really juicy detail uh, that you, know, you can just keep to yourself. Uh, I already know what I'm going to do for my next shirt uh, I'm going to target Gay Pride Week, um, most likely, for uh, this next shirt. Um, I know most people still want the hoodie, but I'm thinking I'll wait till Christmas time uh, and then sell the 
uh, Theta Gang hoodie again. Of course, it's not gonna have first edition or the username, but I think the hoodie looks really nice. So I'll, I'll print a few for the Christmas season. But as for the shirt, I'm thinking of doing something with uh, a, the rainbow emoji and the bear emoji, just like maybe like small uh, on, on the shirt. I still have to kind of think about how to do it tastefully or deliver the message tastefully because again it comes from a good place i want to uh, of course donate to like some uh like maybe gay straight alliance club or like some uh like a gay fundraiser or a gay organization or anything um so that's what's dwelling in the back of my head right now i'm char i'm targeting june for the next theta game clothing merchandise release this it's of course also not going to be like 100 bucks this is not going to have first edition on it or custom usernames it's just going to be a shirt uh, just to spread awareness but that's that's the sauce that's the that's the that's the next big thing as far as uh new merchandise is coming out uh and it'll be another chance for people to get uh, another sticker if they want another sticker and um yeah i i think today yeah that, that felt really good recording this last podcast uh, i feel like i've wanted to say this uh openly for a really long time and i just needed to dedicate an entire episode to it and um yeah i mean i'm just just super super grateful like i wake up and i'm just always in a good mood i just can't think of like anything else that would make my life better i work from home i still have a job i'm grateful for that um I have a girlfriend that loves me. I have I have parents that love me. They're a little farther. They're a little further away, but that's okay. Uh, I'll visit them when I get the chance. Uh, I live with great people. I live in a house with like five dudes and their girlfriends. Um, I again still have my job. I have drive a pretty nice car. I could afford everything I want to. I work on things on the side and I get paid for it. It doesn't feel like a job. People ask me all the time, like, "Oh, Junie, wow, you make two point five k from Patreon. Wow, you, 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 you're so lucky." And it's like, yeah, I am lucky. I, I do agree. I am absolutely lucky. But I put in a lot of hard work. There are days where I don't want to work on Theta Gaming, but I have to because, just like this, these UX changes, it's a lot. But I gotta do it. It's for the better. Um, you know, it's it's a lot, but I'm getting it done. Yeah. Wow, is this what therapy is like? <laughs> Just talking in the abyss at the very end of a podcast where 1% or 2% people will listen. Um, also, yeah, I just want to bring up that National Suicide Hotline um, thing again. It's, I've, I, I, say, I say I'm grateful for a lot of things. And I say that, you know, like that, that line earlier where I said I wake up happy. It's true. It's true. All of it is true. Nothing, nothing is a lie there. But yeah, I do wake up sad sometimes. I miss my parents a lot sometimes. Uh, I get lonely a lot. Um, and I just want, I just want to let you know that you know, Junie's not this superstar that's recording this podcast and making lots of money and running a Patreon server, whatever. Like, I'm just a normal person. I'm, I'm, I get sad too. I get sad out of nowhere sometimes. You know, like, I it is just. It's just normal, I think. I, I, maybe it's just like people don't talk about it. And here I am at the very end of the podcast where I listen and give you pseudo life advice. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to end it here. Just know that you know it's okay to feel sad uh, every once in a while. Just like even out of the blue, that's fine. But if you do feel like you need to talk to someone, please call that number. 
Um, I personally have not, but I have it saved in my phone whenever I feel like I might need it. Not that, you know, I would commit suicide, but, you know, it is just for, or it, one of the reasons why you should have it on your phone is because if you want to just talk to someone. Um, thank you all for listening, especially those that listened this far. Uh, I love you guys and girls very much, and uh, I will see you guys next week. Thank you.